Welcome back, guys. My name is Demetri Sebastian. And I'm Wes Kendall. And we are back in session. All right. You were in Flagstaff this weekend, correct? Yes, it was. Tell uh, me about it. Well, we went up there with the intention of snowboarding. And, uh, you know, we, we saw that it was going to have some snow or rainfall this weekend but what it actually was what it turned out to be mostly rain so that was kind of a fail (laughs) so wait like was it were we talking where there was like no snow on the ground or was it that like slushy slick bullshit yeah it turned into slushy slick bullshit and like patches of brown grass okay so So it was not uh, good no go the day that we were leaving though today when we were heading back down it was coming down like the snow was coming down Mad pow pow right and my friends actually like two of my uh friends from the gym are he- headed up there last night and they're like cruising the slopes right now so i'm kind of pissed about that you miss it by I did that a day much. one day all right well i mean you still had fun though right yeah i did i did i mean you had a pretty eventful weekend though you got a new member of the family i do it's exciting i got, i I, uh, I got a cat and cat dad Cat, cat daddy. <laughs> um, it was one of those situations where I've always wanted a cat. Well, not always, I guess, but like in the last few years, I've always kept saying I want a cat, I want a cat. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just got to a situation where I no longer have roommates. I live by myself. I always had an excuse. And then uh, my girlfriend was like, well, let's go look at cats. And I was like, all right, well, let's go look at cats. That was a mistake. Yep. And it was a trap. I, it was a trap that I set for myself. I knew this was, this is not her fault. This is mine. <laughs> And uh, we went in, of course, I said, like, well, I'm just going to look and see what the fees look like. And just like nothing, no big deal. I'm going to talk to my apartment and see what the uh, pet fee is, which I still don't know what that is. Actually, I have the cat already. I actually <laughs> talked to him on Monday. I love it. Because I don't want to have, you know, harboring a fugitive. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I go there and there's this, this little cute kitty cat. And maybe we'll make this like the thumbnail or something I'm like the cat. The <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about the army. Here's a picture of a cat. Yeah. And uh, internet loves cats. They'll love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it totally works. And basically you see this cat. Her name is Quinn. She's nice. a little black and white thing. She's like eight pounds soaking wet. A little fluffy. She's super cute. And I started talking to people and got all the information and then suddenly I was just like, and I saw there's another cat there that was probably like my number two. I was like, this cat's really good too. Like maybe they'll be here next week. That cat got adopted about 15 minutes in the time that I was there. Oh, wow. Like we went to go like just check out the dogs real quick just because, you know, Taylor wanted to. That cat was like getting adopted. And I was like, all right, Quinn. So I put down the $20 to yeah. hold her for a day. Went and got all the stuff. Came back next day. Got the cat. And uh, I've already started to become like every other dad on earth where I think that my cat is superior to all other cats. Cause you know, she didn't complain at all during the ride. Good cat. Let her out when we got to the apartment and she didn't like do that freak out cat bolt thing. She's like very politely. It was like, excuse me, sir. And like walked past me, went under the couch and she went <laughs> down there, checked out hiding spots. Yep. So she's been down there and she came out and I was able to show her the litter box and food. So I now have a cat. I'm a cat person. Now. Mm-hmm. Well, now you got to get like a funny cat, vest or sweater you know i don't know i feel like i can lean into this pretty hard we already talked about a bunch of my purchases i need to do this cat is becoming incredibly expensive because (laughs) apparently you think it's gonna be like yeah it's just a cat no now it's a whole thing right but yeah so that's been my weekend it was super fun (laughs) that's exciting though you know it's like that's that's a big uh lifestyle change and the cool part about that is i I, uh, you know the with the military dogs they Mm -hmm. hold a rank above their their handler. They're higher ranked than the handler? Yeah, you didn't know that? 
No, I thought they were just E5s. I didn't know. No, so if like an E5, well, that's probably because most dog handlers. <laughs> that would make sense. If you're an E5, your dog's an E6. So it's like wow. if you assault your dog, you're assaulting a superior. Wow. That's uh, that's pretty wild. <laughs> so I was, so now I have, uh, I actually got promoted recently, eight mm-hmm. months late. So damn. First lieutenant. Woo. Ooh, congrats. So no uh, more butter bar. Yeah. You I don't s- get lost in the woods anymore. <laughs> I still don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just slightly better at paperwork. Oh, man. The uh, So we have Captain Quinn. Man, who's going to hold rank above me, but which, uh, which actually guides us into what we are talking about today. Yes, we're going finally, guys, um, army podcast. I know you've been waiting. This is my fault. <laughs> I have told I've told him no so many times, and I think it's going to be a good one. We have like a list of things we want to talk about, and I think that we can keep this as non boot and non awkward as possible. Yes, I think we can. And hopefully we can touch on some stuff that you guys actually care about. That was always the fun. Yeah. That was the fun part going through the list. Like, do they actually care about this? Like, I think so. Yeah. Oh, I want to give one shout out before we get going. Uh, my friend Chris Seller, he's in Florida. He, uh, he's also in the reserve. He reached out. He's been uh, one of the first people to reach out with a question topic that we need to cover soon. And he wants to know about meal timing, uh, specifically, like, if you work the night shift. So we got to get into that in the future oh, soon. Oh, that's actually, like, a really good question. Right. Too. Yeah. Well, that's, like, a debatable question. Mm-hmm. Next so, one. Don't worry, Chris. We didn't forget about you. We're talking about that on the next one. Yes. I'm going to I'm gonna swear, even if it's not the main discussion, we're going to have a segment at the beginning or end. Just yes. so we can make sure to knock that one out. Absolutely. Well, so do you want to kind of talk about your army story? Just kind of give us the high and low of who you are in the military? Yeah, sure. So uh, I joined the military back in 2008, right out of high school. And I joined during the troop surge to Afghanistan. So what I went in, I wanted to go and do the call of duty thing. So I joined straight up airborne infantry. I'm sure that worked out. <laughs> I got, I got more than I was asking for. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I joined in then, um, when I was in airborne school, they approached us and they said that, uh, Hey, does anyone want to go to Italy for their duty station? Because I was slotted to just go like, I don't know, Fort Bragg or wherever. Yeah. And you're goes. like, it's a me. Airborne. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, boom, right. One of the first people to raise a hand. And all over they, that, they didn't tell us that you were, we were about to deploy in three months. Which I mean, is you probably why. kind of wanted that too. Though. I mean, I did. You're right. I did. Yeah. And once I got there, like they, if you haven't deployed in an airborne unit, you're called what's, uh, what they call a cherry or a cherry fuck is <laughs> more likely, uh, which means that you have no experience and you suck. See, they just call me a leg. So I, I don't even get the cherry level. No. Yeah. So that, they like basically mentally haze you to the point where it's like, I need to deploy so Please I can get this burden war. off me. <laughs> yeah. So I was ready, bro. I was ready. Yeah. And you went how many times? Uh, so I did two deployments, one in, from Italy uh, to Afghanistan and then one from the 82nd. Everyone ends up there in the airborne 82nd for a little bit. So then I deployed again. So did those two tours, 2010, 2012. And then after that, I got out of active duty, and I joined the Army Reserve as a military intelligence analyst. James Bond. Just kidding. I was told Jason Bourne. Yeah, and Jason Bourne. As you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And that uh, from there, I just, you know, started doing the whole uh, reserve life. So that brings us to now. That's pretty cool. (laughs) My story is much less cool. Still important, I, yeah. Still very important. No, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's funny because everyone talks about the military. With you came during the surge, mm-hmm. uh, we're more of a garrison. Right I didn't come in officially until 2017. However, I was an ROTC starting in about 2014, 15. I can't remember. Uh-huh. 
the so I was a commission from ROTC. That's pretty legit. I mean, a lot of people don't get their commission through ROTC. Well, there's OCS, which you already have your uh, bachelor's, and then there's going through an academy, and they're a waste of money, and we don't appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. They're fine. They are a waste of money, though. And uh, <laughs> But the so basically, I came out of there, and I, uh, I was originally going to go active duty, and there was a girl who I was with, and she kind of got me, and I, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to go active duty. I'm going to stay reserves, and then I ended up going reserves instead, mm-hmm. but... That worked out in my favor because I was going to be active duty engineering. Ooh, okay. And that would not have been the move for Dimitri. And I ended up getting lucky and I found a unit in the reserves and I commissioned as an uh, intelligence officer. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of kind of where our stories pick up together. We kind of met there. Yes. But it's funny that you mentioned the call of duty <laughs> situation. So you actually coming from an infantry deployment standpoint, how, uh, how close to the mark was call of duty for you? Oh, it was like nothing like Call I, mean, I did about, I don't know, uh, 72 hours out of a year of actual Call of Duty stuff on <laughs> my first deployment. I'm going to tell you right now, too, 72 hours out of a year of Call of Duty stuff is fucking good. Yeah. Like, that's like, you got to see some shit. Like, most people, it's like, yeah, I, um, they uh, pop some rounds off at my convoy once. That's yeah. It. It's like, well, I... Uh, Change my selector switch from safe to semi, and that's then the fire stopped, and that was about it. If you got to <laughs> fire at the enemy, you're like kind of hot shit these days in the military. Right now, it is. When I first joined, it wasn't because yeah. we'd been at war for like the last eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like, oh great, you don't have your you have a CIB or combat infantryman's badge. It's the what you get for uh, returning fire to the enemy. Yeah, in the you, infantry. You usually, I thought. Wait, I thought only Marines get to return fire. You have to return fire in the army, also. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that's like the the uh, gold standard of if you're a real infantryman or not. Yeah, if you've done that. So it's like now when I first joined, everyone everyone had one. Yeah, but now it's like almost no one does unless they're like E six and above. Yeah, it's there's just not that many opportunities. It's funny because you talk about the seventy two hours. Uh, did you guys do a lot of leg patrolling? We were light infantry, airborne so you, infantry. So, so you're walking everywhere because oh yeah, we walked everywhere. A good, uh, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Restrepo, excellent rendition of what happened. It was like a documentary of these guys out in the middle of nowhere in Afghanistan. It was Corngirl. Yep. And it's funny because when you're looking for a fight in Afghanistan, you have to like hike for five hours first to the fight, and then hike back. So it's like Call of Duty. It's like you do like a super slide and like, like one guy killing the entire thing. It's like, no, you and like 20 other dudes are going on a shitty hike with a lot of stuff at night. (laughs) (laughs) And then you, then you get to shoot some stuff and you're really not very satisfied because you don't even know if you really got them. And then you walk back home. Yeah. And then the only good part is like, it's lighter on the way back because you spent all your ammo. (laughs) (laughs) I was a saw gunner in my first deployment. So uh, they're like any chance I got to just blow some belts off. So I was just like, yeah, let's lighten these packs. (laughs) So I felt like a piece of shit because every training exercise I've been to where I had to have ammunition and stuff and it's usually blanks. So it's all brass with black powder in it for those who don't know what blanks are. It just makes a loud noise and makes the training feel more real for the people above you. It's not really that great. Right. But I would just blow through ammunition just because like, I don't want to carry this. Let's go cyclic full auto. Oh, dude, I was like, I was killing my whole, the whole entire enemy army. Just so I'd have like five pounds less to carry. <laughs> right. Oh, man. It's a good technique. Very, very uh, beneficial when you have a oh, long yeah. movement. Super taxpayer efficient. Right. Yeah, dude. It's uh, so ta- Call of Duty was the lie to all of us. And it's funny because I 
for similar just for the same reasons you picked MI. Well, part of the reason I picked MI is because like it sounds badass, right? Like, I'm gonna have a top secret clearance. I'm gonna be Jason Bourne. You're gonna be doing spy stuff. You're basically being... the CIA. Yes, you, you know, like those movies, just like that. <laughs> so no, it's not like that at all. Turns out, no, turns out not. It's just actually the the number one thing that I've found from having a clearance is just uh, it's harder to go to Mexico, right? It's a pain in the ass to go to Mexico for sure. Or just anywhere it. out of the state. That's about it. There's I mean, the country. Thing, there's this concept called need to know, and most people don't need to know most things. Right. It's a, a good way to look at it. Compartmentalize, right? Compartment, yeah, compartmentalization. So a good way to put it is like, say you have a significant other, and they left the house for 24 hours and came back. You know, hey, where are you at? It's like you don't need to know. And in our situation, we are not allowed to carry on with that conversation. Yeah. Like, you just don't need to know. And it's like, okay, you have to accept it. All right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of not as cool as it sounds on many levels. I mean, I think it is cool for some reasons. But ultimately, it was just like, it was. it's kind of a big letdown. I feel like the recruiters do a great job painting it to be like this whole thing. Right. They made it sound like, you know, we were going to be doing all kinds of secret cool guy stuff that you'd think you see like the support people on mission impossible do, but it's yeah. more of like, I do a lot of, uh, like web searching and I do a lot of PowerPoints and that's about it. PowerPoint is king in the military. That's actually, you know what? Let's, uh, we'll pretend that your entire infantry career was super badass. It was all nature hikes and killing bad guys. Mm-hmm. So that was a day in the life of that. What's a, <laughs> what's a day in the life of the reserves? Like a, a, a drill we can kind of look like for you. So, you know, it's report like early as fuck when the sun's still down, probably around like 6 a.m., 5.30, somewhere around there. That's not that bad. Uh, You know better. That's not that bad. It could be worse. You're right. Uh, Three. That's usually the part when I'm like, why are we here that early? I think they stopped doing that because people kept getting in car accidents and stuff. They're like, people are too tired driving and like it wasn't safe. The risk assessment was too high. I feel so they like, started making us come in later. I feel like I'm having big boomer energy right now. I'm <laughs> sitting here, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> These don't crash, right? <laughs> These youngins don't know how to force themselves to stay awake. <laughs> Pick up a nicotine addiction like the rest of us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so it's like show up at like 5.30 in the morning. And then, you know, in one of the, we would do, do a ruck march every weekend. Um on the other day. So it's like we do one day where mm-hmm. we just show up in formation, do our admin stuff. Since I'm in a team leader position, I have to like run around and make sure all my guys are there and get accountability of everything. And then from there, we usually go to some tor- some type of brief or class where it's like, don't Sharp. kill yourself. EO. Don't rape people. <laughs> don't, uh, you know, segregate things. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a racist. <laughs> Actually, I will say that right now. If you guys think that military members are rapists, sexists, or bigots, we are spending a lot of money to make that not true if it is. Like every three months, we go through an entire new training cycle on how to mm-hmm. not be a rapist, a bigot, or uh, what was the other one? Or commit suicide. Yes. Or sexist, yeah. I think. Yes. Either way, they're actually the trainings have gotten a lot better. They used to be way worse. Right. These yeah. are terrible. <laughs> they used to be like the worst PowerPoint presentation. Now they're getting like these half-ass actors to come in. And hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're like almost whole-ass actors. <laughs> they're doing better. They are. I, I'm, I'm a proponent of them improving. Like, I don't want to shit on them trying to do better because they used to be really bad. You're right. That, that was like, I was actually falling asleep during those presentations. No, it's just like a slideshow. It's like, don't do this. Right. Leering or what was it? It was always licking your lips. Oh, yeah, that was one of the things. It's like, that's, like, that's, 
yeah, that's weird. Don't do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. So that usually encompasses the morning portion is that type of training. Then after that, we go to lunch, which is like, you know, they either provide uh, this, you know, meal service that's pretty lame or, you know, we just go out to eat. Yeah. And then from there, come back from lunch. Um, that's when we actually do like some of the uh, military intelligence work, you know, where we go in there and we do our jobs typing and clicking. Yeah, or at least learning how to better or, type or and click. Exactly, exactly. And then from there, uh, clean up, and then usually out of there by like 5, 5.30. Yeah. Um, the officer side is very, very similar to that, mm-hmm. except I have a captain that I have to... Uh, He's responsible for me, but I feel like I'm responsible for him some days. It's like I basically have to like check every 30 minutes like, hey, uh, you good? <laughs> I have a, I'm a sectional leader, so I basically have my guys who are all doing their stuff. I'm making sure they are doing those things mm-hmm. while simultaneously doing um, whatever it is that the commander uh, needs me to do because I'm very low on the totem pole and I'm very available half the time. Uh, I'm also, I have the privilege of being the readiness trainer. Oh, so I do give uh, usually a class on that. Uh, usually every other drill. So I'm working on stuff like that. I'm trying to think. Um, anything what do you guys like, talk about in this? You've never had a like a readiness brief. Like make sure you have your shots done. Never done oh, MRT. MRT. Yes, uh, that's like the uh, talk about your feelings and stuff, right? <sighs> kind of. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like they have no idea what MRT is. What, what's MRT? So MRT stands for Master Resiliency Training. Yeah, and it's talking about ways that you can get past your problems mm-hmm. using uh, specific methodologies, tools, and uh, ways of thinking. Okay. Um, the Army legally has to do this. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the Army hates MRT. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I have a very hard job. If you think they hate being told not to rape people and not be racist, what they really hate to do is be told to be more resilient. <laughs> <laughs> they really hate that. Um, so that's super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Do do? Anytime we're like doing, you know, uh, vehicles, uh, what's called a PMCS, which is basically right. just uh, checking to make sure all your vehicles. Like, Agents. imagine you do a walk around your car, see the tires are good, the engines are working, stuff like that. Yep. Uh, a lot of times, I'll be doing stuff like supply, which is literally just going line by line by line of every single thing in equipment, our storage. Yeah. To make sure it's still there, which seems From silly until something's missing. <laughs> And right. that happens more often than you think it might. Yeah. But it's very, uh, our, my side's very paperwork. Mm-hmm. Your side is more of training. My, my side is like grabbing people and like putting them where they're supposed to be. That's my job. Yeah. So it's, it's funny because we all join the military. I especially feel I'm super jaded to a degree. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah, it's. It's funny because you start out kind of jaded about it because when you're going through RC, so all they teach you is like infantry shit and like who uh, we're getting after it. And then you become an officer and you suddenly realize, oh, I'm a government bureaucrat. <laughs> I do paperwork. I don't know if you've ever seen Rick and Morty where like the butter's like, what is my purpose? You spread butter. <laughs> Like, yeah. what is my purpose? You just spread butter, bud. Like, oh, That's my it. God. That's it. <laughs> That's me. It's like, you do paperwork. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. You do paperwork, and then you yell at people who aren't doing their paperwork. I don't even really get to yell. Not, not yet, right? I have a person for that. That's true. You tell like, people to yell at other people. Yeah, like, I, like, I have a platoon sergeant. Like, if I get mad at someone, like, I, like, go to, like, every time I yell at somebody, like, I get in trouble. Not because I was wrong, but they're like, hey, just so you know. Yeah. Like, just, uh, it's more of an NCO lane. It's like, cut. 
Take nap. <laughs> like I want to be mad too. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be professional. Yeah, yeah, just I hang out in my corner and just leer. <laughs> <laughs> I, but you do not lick your lips. Yeah. Oh no, that's that's sexual harassment right there. Yeah, it's the whole thing is very silly. It's so it's the day in the life for us. It's becomes. We're in a garrison army right now. Right. So it's a lot of training. Readiness. Readiness. Making sure people have flu shots. Surprisingly, oh flu God. shots are incredibly, incredibly important in the military. Yeah. It's like if you don't have your flu shot, they're going to come hunt you down. You could have everything else in your life perfect and you could be ready to go to war. If you don't have a flu shot, you like could get like court-martialed. Which really? is... I don't know. That's not true. I mean, you'll definitely get Feels like, that way. you won't go to school. You won't go to like yeah, cool dude. training things. <laughs> Anything that could be potentially fun, you don't get to do. Flu shot. Yeah. It's nuts. I don't know why. Whatever. Readiness. Because we're in the... So people really don't care about that we push paperwork with some, I don't know, with some soldiering that we do. Wait, I, I want to go back a little bit. I feel I want to make sure that they don't think that everyone in the military is a bunch of rapists who are also <laughs> bigots and no that's a that's a joke they, i mean let me not. ask you a question actually um you know we we do that like we do the trainings on those mm-hmm. topics like four times a year at least now in your civilian job how often do you do stuff like that oh none at all that's the thing that i think is funny about the whole like we make the jokes about how we have to get classes on like don't be a rapist or don't be uh, sexist or don't be a racist you don't get those in the civilian sector and i find and I feel like I even shouldn't have to say this, is that I actually find that there's more shitty people not in the military than I do in the military. The thing, the reason with the military why you find these so much shitty people is that they're kind of put on a podium. Right. And they're exposed in their shittiness. Whereas, like, I work with some people who are deadly sexist. Yeah. And I work with people who do not understand, like, consent or that, like, the problems involves, like, alcoholism and consent. Right. I work with people who I wouldn't be surprised if they're. I can't prove it yet. Collecting, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, the it's uh, it, there's it's there's no nothing on the civilian side to prevent any of that. So the army is a really good example. Is you know we had an incident a few years ago where there was a a sexual assault, mm-hmm. but it was reported. Okay. And he, you know, self-reported alcohol was involved. It got handled. Everything was good. And we kind of got shat on afterwards. You're like, why did this happen? It's like, the only reason that it's out is because the system works. Right. It, everything happened like it was supposed to. If it, if this had happened and nothing had come of it, the system wouldn't have worked. So it's almost like, uh, if, if the system's working, you look worse. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Uh, the difference between the active and reserve. Uh, I don't feel like I, I should touch on this a little bit more. Uh, like active duty, it's your job, like full time salary. That's your job. You're there in like they say, even though you're off the clock, you know, you're not there on, you know, information. You're still a soldier 24 seven. They say that in the reserve, but it's not. The no, same. it's not the same. It's definitely not the same. It's like if you do something, if you get a, a speeding ticket, if you get like, you know, in a bar fight, if anything happens, like guess what? Your commander's going to know Monday morning. Yeah. He's your dad. Yeah. That's your life. Everything's there. It's, it's basically in the reserves. We only go once a month and maybe one week in the summer. And then maybe you go to some trainings that last a little bit longer. Yeah. But ultimately, and it's something with flu shot, right? (laughs) Oh no, you're still going that week, (laughs) but it's a, it's funny because even we tell our soldiers if, Hey, you, this doesn't pay your bills. This is not the thing that keeps your family fed and alive. Right. 
if there's something going on outside, you need to handle your shit. Yeah. Whereas on the active duty side, you will get none of that sympathy mm-hmm. because this is your life. This is your job. I pay your bills. You're actually government property. You are. Act- well, we still kind of are. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, loosely. <laughs> well, unless if shit goes down, we're definitely. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's yes, but no, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, different. It's different. But the action do you do you uh, besides the fact that you're obviously a trainer, I feel like you're doing what you actually want to do. Like, do you miss active duty at all? I do miss parts of it until I have to sit through a command change of command ceremony or go on a ruck march. And then I'm like, this is why I left. A uh, command, uh, change of command ceremony for everyone who, unfortunately, has never had to experience it. It's when someone's getting a promotion. It's like if your boss, your manager, was getting promoted to like uh, the director of marketing or, or something. Like your CEO is getting, or, yeah. Right? Nah, CEO is not a great one because that's obviously like going to be top. Right? Just anyone gets a promotion who's higher up or poor, like if a VP is getting moved to president or something. Everyone in your company has to walk outside the building in the stand sun. in a formation, perfectly still, while a few other even more important people talk about how awesome they are. Mm-hmm. And then that person then talks for another 10 to 15 minutes about how great and helpful all of you were to their success. Mm-hmm. And then that's, it, it's, it takes about 30 minutes. Everyone pats themselves on the back and you're sitting there like feeling like you're going to die out in the sun. Yeah. And then the new guy comes in and gives this long ass speech on like how he's going to be awesome and how we're going to be an awesome team. Yep. You're right. Yep. Actually, that's change of command. You got the new guy in there. It's, it's terrible. I hate it. Yeah. And it happens like, Every six months, I feel like. At least. Yeah. There's always something. Mm-hmm. Even awards. You got an award for doing a great job. Now we have to stand out there for an extra few minutes. That's why it, I, if people drive me nuts, it's like you got your little award and then they start talking. It's like, shut up. Shut, <laughs> shut up. Stop it. Stop yeah. talking. I know you're happy. I know you want to thank people. Just say like, rub a dub dub. Thanks for the grub. Yeah, God. And then yeah. walk out and you're good. Yeah. I will like you better for it. Everyone will like you better for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so just I just mean, wanted to touch on that, guys. Active duty sucks, but I think it's good. I kind of wish sometimes that I had just done active duty because I would have been done like already. Yeah. Actually, what year is it? 2020? <sighs> I think I have one year left. I have one year left. I've almost be done. I'd say it was a good experience doing active duty just because, like, uh, you know, especially straight out of high school, because it's like I had a lot of uh, growing up to do, and that oh, yeah. kind of forced it to happen fast. Yeah. See, I should have done that too, probably straight out of high school, but I did. just went to community college and was a piece of shit for like two years. And it was like, I'm joining the army. And then my mom convinced me, like, I got her, got accepted to U of A. So she's like, do ROTC. And I was like, this feels like a compromise, but okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, look at you now. It's working. I'm mediocre, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I would say, like, leaving active duty, I've definitely think that going from active duty to reserve is a good move because if you could just go from like being fully immersed it's kind of hard it's a hard switch just cut it off like that yeah it's like you're lost you have no friends you yeah. have no life it's like you kind of need that some people structure. do fine but a lot of people it's like from you know out of the pan into the fire it's like you kind of don't know how to adult in real life coming from active it's duty. just different it's a different thing it's i can tell people that even right now it's like going to my civilian job sometimes people do stuff and there's situations that as an NCO or an officer, you can kind of like, you have some privileges where if someone's saying something really stupid and they're below you in rank, you tell them to stop talking <laughs> and they, yep. and they do. There's situations in my civilian job where someone is saying something so egregiously stupid and wasting everyone's time. And all I want to do is say, Hey, 
stop talking. Mm-hmm. I cannot and will not do that because that's not how it works in right. real in yeah, well, I don't want to say real world, but in the civilian world, you get an HR complaint or exactly, something. <laughs> or like even with the military, you can kind of like get away with saying a lot of freaking crass stuff, yeah, and making some pretty dark jokes. Can't do that in the civilian side; it's not mm-hmm. really a thing. Yeah, the, the sense of humor in the military is pretty dark. It's it's hilarious. Uh, it's pretty bad. Saying some of the jokes that I say on active duty or in drill weekends to, like, my friends at the gym, they're like, are you what? okay? Like, like, do, you, do you need to talk to somebody? It's like, <laughs> like nope. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like what I feel like comedians are, you know, say when they make jokes to other comedians and then, like, normal people are like, wow, you're horrible. Yeah, dude. It's just well, it's like, I don't really mean it. I don't, I don't want to actually suck start my pistol. It's fine. Right. Fine. <laughs> Stop looking at me that way. <laughs> oh, man. So, well, let's see. Like, so, act duty, reserve. So, reserve isn't entirely just paperwork and BS. We do do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Do, do. Do, um, do. Like, so, some soldier stuff. We do the land nav. Yep. Which, I'm not going to lie, is pathetic and kind of hilarious compared to active duty it is i if i am bad at land nav that's not because i'm a lieutenant it's because i'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> well I, now you automatically gain gained plus 10 to your land nav there you after go. you yeah, got you're promoted right. you're right um and every time someone would say like a second land nav i'm just like i have people for that <laughs> <laughs> yep um you know we still do the you know the the lane sticks lanes what does stick stand for it's something to do with like tactical scenarios yeah, i don't tacti- know what I don't what know it is it's basically like simulating uh what would happen in a combat situation simulated tactical exercise sticks s-t-i-s-t-i-x right s-t-x oh is it s-t-x yeah i think you're right it's s-t-x okay we're getting Simula- awesome. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but you run around with guns with usually with blanks and a and a blank firing adapter, which is literally just a metal plug you throw on the tip of your gun, so when the blank fires, it can still chamber the round. Yep. And you run around going bang, 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 and doing uh, battle drills, and it's actually it's fun. It's a really good time. One of my favorite things during our uh, field trainings. Yeah, it's fun. It's just a good time. You get to play war, which is I think uh, that's the that's the little tiny Call of Duty moments you get, which is fun. And then uh, recently, do that like what twice a year? Yeah, twice. Twice a year. Yeah. For like is, four four days. I mean, if we did it any more than that, I think some people would get tired of it. Right, especially with our, you know, nerd job that we have. Yeah, we don't have, we're not like a... We're not a, combat arms guys. We have a that. lot of prior combat arms, but most people mm-hmm. left combat arms for a reason. Because if you're infantry right. active duty, you're doing can't, shitty camping and gun stuff all the time. Your, your body's taking a toll, that's for sure. And if you're young and want to do that... Hell yeah, and if you're old and want to keep doing that, hell yeah, but a lot of people are done with it, so it's kind of, it's it's give and take. Yes. Yeah, the, so we do a decent amount of soldiering on those field trainings, but I feel like, uh, you know, that's pretty much it as far as, like, the the stuff that you'd see on the commercials, you know, the we Army do qualify, fire weapons stuff, qualify. Yeah, but that's that's part of the FTXs, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, it's part of, yeah. the, it's part of the FTX, not the sticks. Yeah, you're right, my, my mistake, my mistake. What do you qual usually, sniper? what's up oh what, what do you, i call what was your last call? last time i got 39 out of 40 i missed that one <sighs> that still falls our expert though isn't it oh yeah experts 36 yeah i i'm pissed off i have a stigmatism in my right eye and i mm. this is gonna sound like an excuse okay and it is because <laughs> <laughs> oh, i always get sharpshooter but the moral of the story is i cannot hit the 300 there i i'm pretty sure it's because of my eye it also might just be because i suck I've been shooting like my whole life, so I just figured I might, I should be able to. Like, I'm like, want to go get LASIK and then try again. But it's like, I was told like, okay, if you, you can still get expert and not shoot a single 300 meter. Yeah, but you have to hit everything else. I always miss at least one. <laughs> I yeah. always miss at least one. I think the last time I qual, I want to say I got, oh man, 
Well, you said 36 is expert? Yeah. I either got 34, 33. Oh, man, you're so I was pissed. It's that kneeling position, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's the kneeling. Because you go from laying, supported, which is easy. Then you go to unsupported. unsupported laying, which is equally easy. It's just like not having a sandbag in front of you. Then you mm-hmm. go to kneeling, which... It's like sucks. 10 times harder. It's 10 because in Call of Duty, you're just like, plop, you go down, you're still equally, it's so uncomfortable. What I end up doing is just like, I literally lay my foot flat and I sit on my ankle. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when I stand up, that leg's completely dead. Right. But it's, yeah, dude, it sucks. But Imagine if, like, you had to engage an enemy like that and then get up and, like, you know, maneuver. It's easier when you have an assault or ruck pack on, a rucksack on that. Oh, yeah, you just sit on it. Yeah, right. I love that. Yeah, like, I've done that's that for, true. That's uh, for six lanes and stuff. It's like, I was. I were falling on my back with my rucksack on because we got like ambushed by up fur. <laughs> and uh, I was just, I suddenly was just laying on my, sitting with my rucksack on my back. I was like, this is kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> like counterbalance, feel great. Like, I feel pretty good. Uh, yeah. Well, for you guys, I have never fired from the kneeling position in combat. It was either from a supported standing position or a supported, like, laying down position prone supported that's really fucking with most movies yeah because every single movie it's like boom hit a knee ka, 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 bang 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 it's yeah. like that's hmm never not once huh hmm because like what do you do you know you're coming up in an urban an urban environment you run up to the wall you put your arm on the wall and you put the gun out yeah supported or you're in the prone in like an open area and you're shooting from the prone. Yeah, and you want to make your profile as low as possible right yeah so i think that kneeling is a obsolete it's more of a conventional i'm fight. sure it has its uses yeah because like if it was like a low wall obviously or because really what you're trying to do is use cover right if you're laying flat in an open road you've already got problems mm-hmm. but we're getting to, totally to the side yeah, yeah. um do you ever call m4 that's on the we did that on the m4 mm-hmm. which is uh if you know an ar platform or if you're scared of guns it's an assault weapon assault, uh, weapon. assault. This this gun can hold eighteen magazines <laughs> and kill three thousand children. Well, in, our new one can actually go full out. Two minutes. Our new we got new gun new M fours and uh, they are the A four. I want to say A four model, yeah. which is uh, instead of safe semi three round burst, it's safe semi full auto now. I don't support full auto. Right, I'm against it. I mean. It, I never went full auto with an M4 in combat. I don't think anyone should really, unless you like are using a saw. Yeah, well, that's different. That's because you're suppressive fire. But it's I don't know if you're using like if I don't know if you're using a rifle. I feel like you shouldn't be doing full auto. Yeah, on my first deployment, I fired some saw rounds, but I don't think I actually hit anybody because like, I, they're not really made for that. No, it's like it's literally made like, hey, we need you to get these guys to not be up so we can go. Yeah, it's like Either their, keep there. their heads down yeah. and gain fire superiority. Roger well, that. Because if you do hit them with one of those rounds, like they're like pink mist. Oh, the yeah. Well, the saw round? Well, not saw, I suppose. Well, yeah, I mean, it depends. If you hit them on an appendage, you might freaking rip them up. You could. Yeah, I mean, the new rounds are pretty... Uh, Wait, what, what? what the caliber a, is a saw? Oh, it's 5.56 five, still. Oh, it's all 5.56? Five, five, they have... Oh, you're thinking of the new ones that it's like the weight of the saw, but it's chambered in 7.62. That's what it is. It's like a experimental rifle that they were using in uh, Afghanistan. I forgot what it was called. I'm probably just wrong and stupid. Honestly, I'm 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 well, an, I'm, an in, I'm an Intel guy. I'm not really. So <laughs> I own guns. That doesn't mean I know about anything about them. <laughs> well, this new round that they have for the saw and the M4 is called like the A2 round, and it uh, has a basically like a steel rod in the middle that can go through like a uh, quarter inch steel. 
That's kind of badass. Which is pretty badass. Pretty badass. And it also uh, has a like the lead uh, lead and copper um, exterior like a normal round, mm-hmm. which acts as a hollow point. So you're like shooting the person with a armor piercing round and a hollow point at the same time. Dude, that's fucked. Pretty wild, huh? That's pretty wild, honestly. They keep coming up with newer and scarier stuff. Every yeah. Day. I'm glad we're on our own side. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely have to talk about that. Yeah, right. The... Oh, man. Do you ever qual for the M9? That's my favorite qual. I love the M9 because it's so there's a, when you're qualifying, you do pop-up targets or you do paper. Um, paper is just a little outlines on it. Paper sucks. We don't like paper. Pop-ups are fun. But the M9, which is a uh, Beretta typically mm-hmm. pistol, the you do pop-ups and it's basically like this is like the most Jason Bourne you'll feel in your career because oh, yeah. if you pull a pistol out in combat you're probably gonna die yeah it's, a, um, it's just going something went wrong someone went pulling. severely wrong if yeah. you are not a police officer and you have to pull out a pistol things are wrong right well actually if you're a cop it's even wrong there too but at least you probably are gonna be able to ha- you're probably gonna be able to handle it that situation right. yeah but you basically these pop-ups are from like 10 yards to about 50 yards I think the maximum is 50 yards. I don't remember They're exactly how far They're pretty damn close. They're pretty damn close. And yeah. you're basically going like left to right, pop, 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 pop. You're doing this whole thing. And sometimes two come up. And it's just so much fun. It's really mm-hmm. badass. You get to like advance on targets and like reload yeah, and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. It's super cool. It's a really good time. I've yet to max that one yet. I haven't gotten I missed on it. one last time. Me too. And I was pissed. And, it's, and I think you probably missed the exact same one. It's when two come up yep. <laughs> and you shot the one close to you and there's one to the left and you fishtail it. That's and it. We talked about that. That's exactly did, what yep, I did. <laughs> yeah. You fishtail. I, every time someone tells me that they missed one on the M9 qual, I know exactly which one they did because I did the same thing. <laughs> It's because yeah. it's always someone you're like, man, you probably should have maxed it. It's, you know, only the only people who max it are the cops, right? Yeah, that's everyone true. I know who's a cop or a security guard or something, they max it. And everyone else who like has some pistol experience, they fishtail it on that freaking last one. It's totally. I, I didn't even realize it until you said that, and I was like, yep, that's exactly what I was doing. It is exactly what happens because you're not expecting, you're not ready for it. Yep. But yeah, that's uh, you'll get another opportunity here, not too long, I'm sure. Yep. Um. So it's funny because we're out in the field. We're usually these days we're lucky we're not intense. Um, we're, you know, it's not, it's not too bad. I think that we're getting spoiled a little bit being in like bays with bunks and everything, mm-hmm. but something people always like to talk about with the military is MREs. Oh yeah. How do you feel about MREs? We're getting past, like, I'm not going to even talk about the macro thing. Cause <sighs> a lot of people like go to the field like, well, I'm trying to make sure that I'm still hitting my protein and my macros. Like, look, that's dude, <laughs> yes, you, <laughs> yeah, I bring meal preps with me. I know you are the no worst. <laughs> Just be a part of it. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm like the guy who's just like, I'm going to eat this artificial cheese oh. and this dog food and be happy. Yeah. The MREs are pretty gross. They're field rations that have like a shelf life of like five to 10 years, something obscene. They're not that gross. They're good for yeah. you. <sighs> what? Their health. No, no. I mean, I think they have like 2,300 calories per meal, right? Exactly. Health. Something nuts like that. Yeah. And sometimes they have stale Skittles. Oh, man. If you find the Skittles in there, you you hit the jackpot. You're, That's a win. So, um... The military is a lot like prison, where candy is currency. <laughs> yes, candy is currency. And if you have some sour Skittles, man, you might actually be able to make your life very... You could be living it up in the field. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, the people's humanity goes out the window a little bit, and suddenly you're just like, hey, man, 
I don't want to do this really hard task. I'll give you these sour Skittles. And you're suddenly like, I really want those. <laughs> They're like, I'm tired. I'm hungry, but those Skittles sound great. <laughs> I'll trade you. It's like, yeah, I'll take both your guard shifts. Exactly. And suddenly they're up for four hours in the middle of the night. It's super cold and windy. And they're like, I got my Skittles. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. otherwise, they're typically filled with like a lot of pasta, high carb meals, uh, a lot of like beef pucks looking things like just like a hunk of meat. That's like beef sticks or fucking. Yeah. A lot hunks. of baked cheese stuff that you can and they have like a little like uh these heater packets you use water that usually don't use them that much because you don't usually have time yeah the thing is they're fun and they're not that bad until you have to eat them for like multiple days they're like what's the longest period of time you went eating mres with no hot meals so first thing i want to say is uh there was a period of time where they experimented giving mres to prison inmates as as their food and it was deemed inhumane yeah, no, I've, I've always known that we are considered less than prisoners. And that's the thing when I talk about when we say we're property, yeah. like prisoners while imprisoned are still citizens who deserve respect yeah. and should be treated as humans. We are line items. <laughs> and when right? someone says, hey, why are you treating your car like that? It's like, it's a car. That's yeah. how they talk about it. <laughs> like, why are you treating your soldiers like that? And they smack the side of us. Like, that's a soldier. <laughs> Ew. <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. So the longest I went I was uh, one month. Well, it wasn't just MREs. It was like they had the MREs and the first strike meals. Did you ever try a first strike meal? I never had a, wait, I've heard first strike bars. Yeah, they were from the those meals. Are they different? Yeah, so there's less menu options, but there's way more like food things in there. It's like a, it, it, you know, like the MRE comes with like the main meal, a side, and like a snack, right? Yeah. This comes with like two sides, two snacks, and main meal with like a bigger portion. So it's supposed to be like more like, you know, if you're out there in the field longer. Okay, that's probably why I haven't had them. Yeah. So we, we would alternate between the MREs and the first strikes. And uh, on my first appointment, we had to occupy this base on this road to make sure that people weren't putting IEDs on, like, the main highway. Mm -hmm. And so we're just, like, overwatching this road for, like, a month. And (laughs) we had no running water. We had no, like, minimal electricity. Yeah. Just enough for, like, the the radios and the, you know, what, like, whatever else the officers needed to charge. I don't know. Right. I didn't get access to it. <laughs> and then uh, we were cell just... Cell phones. <laughs> oh, wait, that's just back then. Maybe not cell phones. Yeah, back then. Palm we pilots. Were, yeah, yeah, they had like a PDA or like some type yeah. of something, whatever. Uh, yeah, so I had to go a month straight of eating that, and it was absolutely horrible. Yeah, I mean, usually it's after that that people now hate MREs. Yes. The longest I ever went was two weeks. Ooh, it's still a long time. I don't know, man, because they're getting creative. <laughs> I also feel like I'm just like dead inside sometimes. Like I just become so at peace with certain things. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I, it was like, I was getting my emery. Like at that point, like I wasn't even tasting it anymore. I was just kind of going along. And then like, it was just exciting when like you discover weird, like flavors that you never knew existed before. Dump like the cheese, the crackers and the salt. And oh, the chili dude, powder. There's always that one guy who's just like an MRE chef doing weird stuff. Oh yeah. One thing I started doing is I would cut the bag open long ways mm-hmm. and then like dump the entree and all the sides all in there the and thing. just mix them together in like a stew. Well, then you have two types of people and you, you might be, so are, do you care more about the entree or are you a snack guy? Depends on the MRE. Because a lot of people get the vegetarian options because the vegetarian options have more candy and snacks. Right. But I prefer the entrees because they have higher protein and I feel better. I wanted to ask you, do you like any of the vegetarian ones? No. <laughs> uh, wait. 
there's a newer one and it's like a it's like a pasta with spinach and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But overall, I'd say no, only because like they do have like candy and like the pound cake and stuff like that. But I, I'm I'm not there for sweets at that point. I'm kind of just trying to get a meal in. Right. Um, I'm definitely very basic and I'm big on chili mac. Obviously, That's, is that your favorite one? I don't know if it's what's probably. your favorite. I think it might be my favorite. I'm trying to think. Okay, what's your number two then? Because chili mac's like most people's favorite one. Yeah, they have a new one. They have a shit dude, actually what's your favorite i need to think on this for a second uh, this is gonna be so bro you're just gonna laugh at me but it's the tuna one because the tuna one's good <laughs> no okay that's because the tuna one is the one that you feel the most normal after yeah like i mean this is a packet of tuna it's a packet <laughs> of tuna the tuna one's good oh you know what's a good one that's super not good for me or anyone on earth is the taco oh yeah the taco beef that yeah. one fucks your insides up though yeah like you so, but if you use the whole chili powder packet <laughs> do it what the fuck do i look like do i look like a <laughs> no that one's like i i usually don't eat it because there's just like you pay hell later but yeah man those are, those are pretty freaking good man that tastes good i actually just yeah, i'm thinking about it. i feel like i'm a weirdo like i just don't mind mres that much but also one time i took one home to like show my roommates yeah after like a whole thing and i made it and, like, of course, I wasn't all hungry for me out of the sun and stuff. And I was like, this tastes like garbage. <laughs> like, when you're in, like, normal human settings, MREs taste like shit. You're like, what the fuck is but this? But when you're starving and you just want to eat something and you're bored, like, they're pretty good. That's pretty funny. I think it was the uh, the blueberry cobbler. Well, that's actually pretty good. The blueberry cobbler was, like, the best thing on earth. And then it's I cheap. had it at home after the whole thing and i was just like this is gross this really? tastes like syrup with shitty flour <laughs> yeah like shitty like hard tack flour yeah uh, it was not good wow man they have these uh cold weather ones we would get in the winter in afghanistan and they were like some of it was freeze-dried and stuff oh, like cool. that like the freeze-dried ice cream sandwich was really good oh, that sounds good that really sounds good. like that's like it's a astronaut ice cream it was it was kind of like that um, and then in that meal also it had like a, a ramen with chicken in it. It was like a freeze dried ramen and chicken That's meal. That's cool. And you dump your hot water in there and then mix it up. And it was like, that was actually pretty good too. Yeah. The, the thing is in the situation, they're pretty good. And then, then they always give you these situations like, oh yeah, we're going to get hot meals. And they bring you uh, what are they called? Mermites. Oh yeah. Fuck mermites. Those are pretty bad too. Fuck mermites. They would always tell us that there's like, well, you should be so excited. You're getting hot food and you get like eggs that were in this giant metal pan and they're like, they came out of a boiled bag. Yeah. It's boiled bag eggs, like dehydrated eggs boiled into scrambled eggs. Yep. And they'd be like stuck to the side and all rubbery. And yeah, I was pissed. It was always be like, I just have the MRE. (laughs) I don't even want this. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Those, those, uh, hot meals are usually pretty bad. Like I remember last time I had one, uh, it was like baked chicken with potatoes and potatoes are actually pretty good. Potatoes are always good. Yeah. They're good at doing potatoes. The chicken was way, way overcooked. Like it was like crunchy. It was supposed to be baked chicken and not fried chicken. It was like crunchy, gross chicken. I was like, what the fuck? They mess up everything, man. They also have, uh, for breakfast, they do like turkey bacon all the time now. Mm Mm-hmm. Assholes. <laughs> yeah, they switch that. Yeah, dude, they usually fun. do. Uh, it's either rubber eggs, mm-hmm. turkey bacon, and then uh, hash browns, or it's rubber eggs, uh, sausage, and uh, either home fries or hash browns. Okay, off topic, but when you go to the, when you're forced to eat at the Chow Hall, uh, what kind of like what do you usually go go to? Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you a really non good answer. <laughs> I don't. 
I just I avoid just, the chow I hall. just don't eat. That's right, hall. because you're an officer and you don't automatically get chow hall food. You have to pay I for it. I have to pay for it. So why pay for it, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, I, uh, I tried yeah. for a while and I, no, <laughs> no. It messed my insides up, man. It was not good. Yeah. And also like, it was like, I'd rather pay more someplace else and not feel like garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I it is actually automatically deducted from my paycheck. So you might so as well go. Might as well go. Might as well go. Yeah, I would always go with like because the the eggs in the chow halls are still like those boiled fucking yep. horrible eggs. They're uh, their hard boiled eggs are pretty fine. That's what I go for. I always go hard boiled eggs. They instead. somehow don't overcook their hard boiled eggs. I was I impressed by that. It. I don't. Like, they can fuck up everything, but they can hard boil an egg. They must have like some type of machine that just does. Yeah, it that was made by someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, like zero like point of failure. Or the eggs in there and turn it on. Probably. On. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the chowl does some things well. Um, everything at breakfast except for those scrambled eggs is pretty good. If mm-hmm. you do the omelet station or whatever, that's good. That's always a good one. If the line's not too long. Yeah. The uh, lunches can be okay. I don't typically recommend dinner at the chow hall. I don't know. Honestly, if you're already paying for it, though, if you're enlisted, go to the chow hall. Just go. Right. Unless it's messing up your insides. Like, I was like literally like sh- fucking shitting water. Like, it was fucking me up bad. I was not. I couldn't eat there anymore. Yeah. The army, like they say, or just the military in general, they say that they're like very health oriented no, and like, you know, we're feeding warrior athletes. Walk in there. What are they serving? They're fri- serving fried chicken steaks. They're mm-hmm. serving French fries yep. and hot dogs and, and all they, this other shit. They always have this little like standing glass sided kiosk with a bunch of uh, dessert items in there. You oh, can yeah. grab as many or as few as you want. So it's like, yeah, health. <laughs> yeah. That freaking little fat guy who's failing his PT test is totally not going to eat five of those freaking pieces of cake. Speaking of the PT test, actually, I was yes. wondering how I was going to transition to that. Good job, <laughs> you kill it. Good uh, transition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, the, uh, what do you, so we talked a little bit about this where they're changing from the APFT to the ACFT. Mm-hmm. Um, to give a high high view of what the AP, APFT is, if you join the military, you have to maintain a certain level of fitness. You have a mm-hmm. uh, run, push-ups, sit-ups, and you do as many of those as you can in two minutes, and you have uh, a certain amount of time for your run depending on your age and sex. Yes. Do you feel like active duty was held too much higher standard for PT? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, coming from an airborne unit, you know like that we were. I feel like it's a stupid question, but it's like it's kind of surprising. Like the PT is a little bit rough after yeah. uh, in the reserves huh yeah because it's like you you get these soldiers that aren't you know being forced to do pt with their team every day five days a week yep. so it's like you can like pt them as much as you want on the drill weekend you know two days out of the month but That's then they much. go home and they do nothing and they eat more bad food and then they show up fatter and in worse shape and then they do worse on their pt test yeah dude it's nuts yeah so it's like that's you know they like, used to be able to do uh, Barry was telling me about this. He was saying that they used to be able to put you on orders that basically just made you an AGR, which is uh, basically you, in full-time. reserves, you become a full-time soldier. Yeah. And basically it's just to force you to do PT nonstop until your next PT test. They'll do that for certain people. If they're like uh, a really good, good soldier who's going to like, well, they don't have, big... they, they don't have funding for that anymore. Okay. You can't do it anymore. Really? Cause I you guess. Have to, you'd have to convince like the battalion commander well, they can make up some bullshit like they're going to participate in this yeah, mission. Yeah, you could find something. And then like, you know, but really they're there to get some PT in. It's a lot of legwork yeah. to make it happen now. Yeah. It used to be you could just throw them on. Yeah. Yeah, so they're changing that. I mean, everyone's 
fat and slow. I mean, I'm, I've gotten slower since I've got out of college. That's for sure. But what's your favorite and what's your least favorite event on the PT test? Least favorite easy is the run. Mm -hmm. It's not hard. It's two miles. Uh, I think I'm supposed to be able to run it like 16 and a half. Mm -hmm. It's honestly not hard, but I'm a piece of shit Um, (laughs) with the, Thankfully, I'm on my profile now, so I have some time to get back into shape after the accident. Right. But the the run sucks. I just hate it. I just Because you just feel uncomfortable afterwards. You run as fast as you can. You feel like you're going to throw up. Some people do throw up every single time. Yeah. I'd say my favorite event's the push-ups. Right. Just because it's so fucking easy. <laughs> and then uh, hard to max. Hard to max. Super, it super is, easy yeah. to pass. And then sit-ups. Funny enough, the only event. I'm not a 300 guy. For those of you who know, that's when you max the PT test. I'm not a 300 guy, um, but I always max the sit-ups, although it was a very near um, second most hated. The sit-ups? It just sucks. It's, they it's burn because they burn. It, like, it makes your legs tired before you get to the run. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to have 10 minutes between the sit-ups and the run. We'll yeah. see if they actually do it. What about you? What's your favorite and least favorite? My uh, favorite event is the run really? uh, because I am just naturally good at it. Like well, your calves are so small. You, it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you guys, like, you're going to hate me for this, but I literally train for about two weeks for the run before the PT test. Are you fucking kidding me? it. Are you serious? That's like, it. you don't run ever? The rest of the time, I you don't You run, run two weeks for the PT test. I just do intervals three times a week for two weeks, and then I max it. You're a piece of shit. And it's, I mean, a lot of it is probably because I put in a ton of work cardio-wise in the past. So it's like my body has that muscle memory. And it's like my VO2 max naturally is like really good. Bro, you're the worst. Yeah. but Actually, you know what it is? It's probably you squat a lot too. Probably. People don't know that. But if you work legs a lot, your run will get faster. Yeah, because it's an anaerobic exercise for at least the first half. Mm -hmm. You know, the first half is like, you know, you're not even touching oxygen. Like if you can squat... You know, five times your full five, that's a lot. (laughs) Uh, Three times your body weight. Yeah. You can run your actual body weight for quite a while. Yeah. That's just, that's just facts of the matter. Oh yeah. Too easy. That's my favorite one because, because I love the glory of coming in first, uh, which I usually do unless I'm, I mean, are you going to though? It's not that hard. You're right. You're right. (laughs) I will in like my company, there's a few guys who are pretty goddamn fast. Like Reed had fucking flu. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was I was in front for a while. Now we got some fast guys, and then also I've freaking gotten fat. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna. I <laughs> can't your time. <laughs> no, actually, ACFT is my time. Oh, now yeah, I'm gonna kill true. it because I maxed every event except for the push-ups, and we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, and the run because I we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. All right, wait one second. So we're changing oh. the ACFT. Wait, wait. Least favorite. Uh, my least favorite is the push-ups. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Why? What? I cannot max it at my age group. It's How many like, do you have to wait? Doesn't it get harder to max as you get older? Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, I, I got to do like 79, 78 push ups, something not. like that. And like, I, I have some long ass arms. Shit, I could bench press a decent amount for my weight, but I cannot no, hit dude, those 78 push ups, 79 push ups. That's a lot. It's the problem is it's the time. You have two minutes. Yeah. And especially like with when you have longer arms, your graders like, let's go. You got to max. You got to all the way up, all the way down. Come on. All the way down. It's like, dude, I got a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I have very I short arms. So it's like for you me, it's like pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Man, it's annoying. Like I haven't maxed that in the last two years, honestly. Oh, after well, I guess you have to, to turn in your wings. <laughs> right. I don't know what to tell you. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm happy that the uh, APFT is changing to the ACFT. I am so Are you excited for the ACFT? We've talked about this. What's this? Okay, wait. What's the na- okay name an event? You know them. You should know this. There's six events, guys. Okay, okay six. What's the first event? We'll talk about them. First each. one uh, is the uh, hex bar low handle deadlift. Easy. Yes. You Too need to easy. do three reps at 140 pounds to pass. To pass. What's the max? Uh, 340 for three. 
which is also doable. That's super easy. That, yeah. Well, for me, it's easy. I was just I'm trying to like do math in my head. And I'm like, no, I can do, I can do that all goddamn day. Do I do it right now. <laughs> I, I, was like, I could probably do that cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is most people will, will be doing it cold and they're yeah. going to get injured. That's my opinion on that. I think a lot of people are going to get hurt on that. And that's yeah. why these, the hex has more legs than it is a depth more, lift. More quads than your lower back. Yeah, I think that was smart of them because if they did just the bar, that would have. <sighs> I bet they change it to the high handles. Because you're going to get some tall motherfucker who's going to go in there and like. I'm pretty sure they're already doing high handle. When I did it, we did high handles. Oh, really? Unless they just didn't know any better. I mean, it's still in its testing rolling out phase, so it's going to change. No. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, next one. Next one is the. uh, Is it push ups next? I didn't do it in order. I think it's push ups next. You go into the. uh, It's hand release push ups. Yes. So it it used to be easier. Well, not easier. It used to be you just push. Up, go to the ground, and you just lift your hands, just a little baby lift. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore. You have to go down all the way to the ground, put your hands out to your sides like a T, and then come back. They changed it again. Again. No. Yes, they? this is the third time they changed it because they started out hand release, then they went T, and now they're back to hand release because people were taking extra time to go out and getting a more of a break. Well, that's because, well, the problem was, I well, I my problem is in the break with that. I was trying to max it, and I cannot do two minutes of push-ups with that T, like, it takes so much time. Right. It takes forever. And it was just like, they think the max is still like 70. The max, they actually lowered it again to like 65. Good. It was 70, which is insane to it had do. No, it had nothing to do with strength or ability. No. Like, I do not have time. No. With, especially with my putting my hands out. Right. That one doesn't change. That one's pretty easy. I think you only need like 14 to pass. Fucking rough on your shoulders, though, if you're not used to it. Oh, my God. My shoulders were burnt after doing those. Hell on your shoulders. Yeah. But once you get used to it, it's not too bad. Yeah. Next one. So next one is the ball throw. You have medicine ball, 10 pounds, and you have to throw it behind your head, and your feet can't leave the ground. Yeah, you just toss it back behind you, like as far as you can, right? I think you need like seven meters to pass so fucking easy but like 15 to max yeah you tell me you maxed it i didn't max it because i did it indoors with a uh, short roof so i i hit the roof well i was afraid i was gonna hit the roof it was at independence is where we did it you know how low the roof is Well, you did it independence yeah we brought in some graders from asu okay i'm not gonna lie i wouldn't have been able to i probably would have been afraid to hit a freaking the roofs are low there. If you would hit a light or something, that would have been a problem. I didn't yeah, I'm sure Derek would have been pissed if I hit that. <laughs> yeah, he would have. Yeah. yeah, the uh, no, I, I I maxed that hard. I did not max it. Oh my god, I freaking I like I like you launched, launched it. That so you got just bring your legs into it and just freaking like. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I because I turned around and I asked the guy like what my distance was and he's like you maxed it get out of my face. <laughs> I'm like ha ha. Like yes. Well, I because I freaking I. Because a lot of people go too high up. They just go straight up or yeah. they like go too far back and go straight into the ground behind them. That's what I did. I got super lucky. I like, I first tried, just found the sweet spot. Because the thing is, it's not hard. It's, just, it's a technique thing. And I just mm-hmm. happened to find the right spot for me first try, which I guarantee like the next time I take it, I'm going to be stupid and I be overconfident. <laughs> we should practice it because really I feel should. like I could easily max it if I had the technique. It's not hard. Yeah. It's so easy. It's like 15 uh, meters with a 10-pound ball. You know, it's like you can do that. It's all arc. It's just like you're just doing It's basically geometry at that point. Right. Yeah. What's the next one? That one's good. Um, The next one is the sprint, drag, and carry. I think that's the hardest event. It's definitely like the most intense event Mm -hmm. out of all of them. Okay. It's What are the... So you do a farmer's carry. How much does it weigh? Like 20 pounds? So it's uh, a 15-meter... So it's 25 meters down, 25 meters back, right? So you go... You sprint down and back. Then you drag... No, you... 
drag next. Then you, you yeah. grab the, the sled with handles that has 90 pounds on it. it. You don't use a hand, use a rope. Right. Well, the rope with handles, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you grab the rope, um, you drag it all the way down and back, How many uh, pounds backwards. So you're pulling the sled, uh, 90 pounds. Yeah, that was kind of hard. That mostly because I just don't do sled pulls. Right, and it like smokes your quads for the rest of it. Yeah, you do that down and back. Then you get the. Um, There's supposed to be ammo cans. But really, they're like kettlebells. The kettlebells, forty pounds each or thirty five pounds each, something like right. something like that. Yeah, uh, no more than forty five pounds. I don't remember exactly. They're but not that heavy. That one, and then you can basically go as fast as you want down and back with that, which is kind of hard because your quads are pretty the, hurting. The by problem that. is maxing it is like a minute. No, it's like a minute and a half. 40. Yeah, it's like a minute and a half. I maxed it, bro. I, I didn't. It. I didn't by five seconds, and I was a little little miffed. Yeah. And I did it again later, and I maxed it. But I was just like, because I just, you just, time works differently when you're doing that. Like, it just does not feel, it feels like forever, no matter yeah. what. But the, uh, the the drag is what got me initially. I was just, the drag just gets you right off the bat. So you just don't, it's just hard. Unless you're used to that, yeah. On like Apache Flats, like oh. that, that grass is not as smooth as you <laughs> want it to be. Yeah. Then you, you come back and then you do a side shuffle down and back where you can't cross your feet. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. And then you do one more sprint. And I remember like my quads were locking up by that sprint on the way back. It was rough, man. We should start training that. We should start doing, we should, we should start doing those just for shiggles. Yes. I've been actually training the next event, which is the, uh, uh, knee to elbow pull up thing. I don't even know what it's called. Uh, you know what's it called knees to bar. Yeah. Knee to bar. Whatever. Basically you just. Go to any pole, like a pull-up arch straight. Put your hands on it. You have to pull up to 90 degrees with your elbows first. Yeah. And then tuck your knees. And then just touch your knees to your elbows and you're done. Yep. And that sounds simple, but a lot of people can't do it. Right. That's going to be the equalizer for the test. Like, if you're overweight and you don't have any, like, grip strength, you're You're not going to pass it. Sorry. A lot of women are struggling with it right now because a lot of, like, well, that's, that's the Army's fault. For bringing this in and having never made any of them do pull-ups before. Because, mm-hmm. like, mo- like women can do it because there's plenty of women who are airborne. Right. And all of them have to be able to do pull-ups. Yeah. There's plenty of Marines who are women and all of them have to be able to do pull-ups. So, it's, like, yeah. one of those things like a lot of people are like, oh, this is going to knock women. I was like, no, that's bullshit. Because, like, there's women in plenty of services and specific branches that can do right. it. But it's just going to be really hard for people who aren't training it. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a wake-up call to people who haven't been. Bad you know, people are fat people. Are bad screwed. people. Yeah. Some people are saying, like, oh, girls. Like, no. People with bellies, the guys who are like skinny all over but have like a big old fat gut. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to get that up. Those guys are gonna have the trouble. Yeah, and like uh, one thing that I'm is new about this new PT test is uh, every single one uh, was all the the previous PT test was uh, split up by age and gender. Where this one is yeah. uh, just a base standard. Which is a young guy I fucking love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for us, it's great because we're in shape and we're, you know, younger. So well, let's, so then that brings us to the run, which really where this becomes most effective because right now I have to be able to run in 1630. What's your time right now? What do you have to, what's your minimum? Actually, no, Probably. fuck you. No, no, shut up. Shut up. You, have, you max it. Get yeah, up. I don't even know what my minimum is. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I don't even want to talk to you anymore. The, uh, so I had to do it in 1630. Yeah. Now I have like 21 minutes on yeah. this new one. I can just take the That's dog, like an eight and a half the, minute mile. No, what is that? Like a, no, it's a 10, 10 and a half 10 minute mile. 10 and a half minute mile. Like that's yeah. like a, a power walk. 
You can definitely walk for like half of it, probably. You can walk for everything but like the last quarter mile and just yeah. do a quarter mile sprint and probably pass it. Right. Yeah, dude. It's it's I'm dog shit in that run. <laughs> I like was doing awesome the whole thing. I got that run. It was like a little old lady running group. Me and all the other You're guys. Like, like, oh, okay, we're having a great time. Oh, well, we got like three minutes. To yeah, we got to the end, literally. We got to like the last quarter mile. It's like okay, we're uh, we're getting a little bit close. All right, let's actually run. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, it was dope. Loved it. Yeah, I love the new PT test. It's more fun, more engaging, and I feel like it's it's like a, a fun workout kind of. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a really good change. Well, we're getting kind of long on time here, which is crazy because it does not feel. It's been a quick one. I mean, it, just, yeah. it doesn't feel like it's been a long time. We still have a lot to talk about. So I know. Have honestly, to do we're going to do this again. Yeah. You were right. This is a good idea. Yeah. So, okay, let's, uh, let's go and wrap this up with your favorite and least favorite thing about the Army. So I would say my least favorite part, I'm going to start with that, is uh, the mandatory fun and ruck marches. Those are my two least favorite parts because it's like yeah. such a waste. Actually, let's not even get into mandatory fun. Let's say that for later. I'm just going to go with ruck marches and uh, formations. You let's just, just go with like that. ruck marches because you suck. I, it's just like constant pain I, on your back and legs and shoulders, and there's no escape, and you're never fast enough. I am built for ruck marches. Just, ruck marches are easy for me. I'm just cruising. I mean, I would love to... S- See you in the light infantry platoon doing okay, the rock march. Okay, let's calm down. Okay, let's, uh, in my in my little pogue world, I am made for them. <laughs> yeah, those are the like whenever whenever I go to drill weekend and we have like some super long form like ridiculous formation or we have like a ruck march and like this yeah. is why I left active duty. I now remember why I decided to separate from full time. Yeah. Well, then, what's your favorite thing? My favorite thing is uh besides like you know shooting the guns which is obviously fun like mm-hmm. doing the field sticks lanes uh, i'd say that my favorite thing is like I, even if i'm like on a drill weekend super busy and like you know things are like in chaos i still feel at the end of the weekend like i accomplished something and i like had a purpose yeah do you feel like that, like, at the end of the weekend, kind of? Some days more than others, but, yeah. Like, sometimes you walk away from a weekend, and you're just like, damn, we freaking really got after it this time. Like, we got something yeah. done. And there's and also with, like, some how much bureaucracy there is and other bullshit that we have to deal with, like, it feels like you really overcame something. Right. Like, fuck, like, everything was going against us getting this done, and we did, and it's a really good feels feeling. like a good accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. It's, not a, it's not a give me. It's never a give me. Right. And that's, uh, there's some, there's some, that's cash money, really. Yeah. Without the money. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can Google how much we make. It's not that hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was told people. Are like, you, oh, yeah, like you're getting paid that officer money. It's like, Google it. You're, you're going to be shocked at how not that much it is. <laughs> like, if I was a captain, I'd let you have that. Yeah. <laughs> I think my least favorite part. Yeah. Uh, um, I think that my least favorite part is the dumbest thing is that I think deep down in my heart, I just want to be a civilian again so fucking bad some days. <laughs> like, yeah. I was talking to a coworker and we were talking about growing mullets. He's like, well, let's grow mullets. And I was like, I can't. Yeah, I'm like, like, what do you mean? I was like, well, every time I'd start growing mullet, I'd have to shave it every single month. Right. And like, why? I was like, army. <laughs> can't have a mullet in the It's like, side. and then people would be like, yeah, like something, something. Yeah, they're legalizing weed maybe in Arizona or something or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. It's like, doesn't apply to me. It doesn't apply to me. Uh, it's like, well, like, well, you know, you could, no, no, I'm not going to be that guy who like tries to time it perfectly. So I have one month now. It's just, it's, uh, it's stupid. And I mean, I, I want to be able to do certain things. I feel like uh, that's probably the one thing I hate most is like, I feel like there's certain liberties that you just relieve yourself of. And when you're doing it, you're signing that paper. It sounds like nothing. Mm-hmm. 
And then you get to these moments where it's like even like being able to like go do something stupid, like go to Mexico when the cartels are going crazy. Right. (laughs) It's like, I just, I know it's a bad idea, but like, I want to have the right to do that. But the cartels want us to be down there so we can spend money. Exactly. I want to buy their wheat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to stimulate the Mexican economy so they don't come here. We don't need a wall. We just need to spend more money on drugs. (laughs) I've solved it. Yes. The, uh, what about your favorite part? I just love, and this is like the gayest officer answer ever. I just love soldiers. <laughs> I just love soldiers so much. They're just so weird. Like just guys. It's always something new, right? Just guys <laughs> being dudes. Like, and that's for the girls too. It's literally all just guys and girls being dudes. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's just so stupid and weird. And they say the weirdest stuff and they have the weirdest way of looking at things. And I, I will like completely disagree with some shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, like, so glad to be, like, a part of the conversation sometimes. It's like, wow, I would never, you know, have this conversation with someone like exactly. this. Exactly. <laughs> and you can, like, get, like, we talked about, like, that dark humor. Like, you can go down, like, these weird rabbit holes with these conversations that you just, like, don't get to have otherwise. <laughs> That's true. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's like, that camaraderie. And it's, like, and sometimes they just do stuff. And this is, like, the bad side, but also it's kind of funny in the long term where it's just, like, I did not think that this stupid of a decision could have been made. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought I knew what stupid was until just now. <laughs> I set the bar a little bit higher. Every single time. And that's so honestly, there's a part of that I love. <laughs> like, the paperwork sucks. I'm really mad at you for doing this. But also, like, I will laugh about this later. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the camaraderie of that and everything. I think that if, if, when, when, when I leave the military, which will probably be sooner than later in the reality of the situation, like, I'm always going to miss just, like, being around those type of people in that scenario. Yeah. It will be, you know, losing out on that social interaction that you, it's so unique to, you know, being stuck there with other soldiers for like two days. It's solidarity, man. It's like prison. Like you become like, you're in a prison with your guys and you just are all stuck in this shitty situation and deal with it. (laughs) It just feels good to be in an awful situation with other people. Like misery loves company. Yeah. And this is a perfect example of that. Like there's <laughs> in a productive manner, yes. <laughs> right. It's like there's nothing better than standing well, nothing better really. It sucks. Like you'd be like out in like a hundred degree weather, moving a pile of gravel a hundred yards. Yep. That's probably gonna have to get moved back for some reason with a bunch of people, like tons and tons, and you're just doing it back and forth and it's just so awful, but you're all doing it together. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes hilarious. And it becomes, <laughs> it becomes instantly, and that's the joke. It's like, we're probably going to be moving this same pile right back to where it started. <laughs> and that's just, it's it's a great time. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a... That's a little brief window of, you is. know, the, our, our military lives. And I'm, I'm hoping you guys like this, you know, and please let us know, like, what parts you want to hear more about, you know, what would be interesting to hear about from people who aren't in the military. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, you know, since we do it, and we have been doing it for several years now. It's kind of like a, it's a part of our lives. Yeah, it's we we don't even think about like oh this is unique. You yeah, know? I didn't think you guys would be interested. West did. So it's like if you loved it, let us know. Yep. If you kind of thought that this was like off, off what you're really interested in hearing, you like uh, I, I, if I wanted to hear that, listen to Jocko. Yeah. Like, just let us know. Like it's not a big deal either for us. Mm-hmm. This is not something we live or die by. And right. you know the, the in on this content, but uh, I think it was fun. I enjoyed this. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Well, you can find us as always. At BNS underscore radio on Instagram. We are on all platforms for podcasts. We are super legit. We are now, if you didn't find us for a graphic designer, we think we found somebody. We're on the right route. Yep. 
still hit us up if you hear this and you think, hey, I could be a good help. We're willing to hear your pitch and see everything. But we are coming closer to having merch, which I'm super excited about. Mm -hmm. You can find me at Demetrius Sebastian on Instagram. And you can find me at W-K-E-N-D-L-E underscore M-F-T on Instagram and also on Facebook as Wes Kendall. So we will be posting our content on there. Check us out. Like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, do all that stuff, please. Thank you. Come back soon. Bye.